Hey everybody, welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about homophobias, anxiety, stress, and not-so-irrational fears. Whenever I read heartwarming posts about good people who go out of their way to aid others and save stray dogs or ducklings that have fallen down into storm drains, and my eyes well up, I immediately think it's because the kind people are better than me and I am just slightly acknowledging to myself how much I need to improve as a human being. Shame on me for not being such a rescuing hero. Then, I walk outside and sidestep homeless people sprawled and passed out across the sidewalk, aggressive panhandlers, many of whom I know are complete con artists. There is one I routinely point out as a fake crazy man who sits on the steps of a nearby building and mechanically nods his head while holding a sign which asks for money. Then when he goes on a break, he takes out his mobile phone and eats sushi while holding a relatively normal conversation. The other party I jokingly assume is his investment advisor and are mentally unstable individuals acting violently, growling out unintelligible barks while slamming doors and loudly hitting inanimate objects and street teams, pouncing on unassuming pedestrians who solicit donations for their assumed legitimate causes which causes me to walk around them and onto the street in order to not make eye contact or to interact with them. And just street hustlers with a sob story and a notebook with a handwritten list of something they claim to be fundraising for, but they walk along with you until they give up and just glom on to the next sucker when they realize you aren't interested. This is relentless, and in my case, wears me down. I carry spare change to hand out to the downtrodden, but I also carry Purell in an attempt to disinfect myself from whatever disease they may be carrying because this is really all in an effort to make me feel less guilty about myself all the time. It's not that I don't feel compassion. I certainly do. It's just that I'm a teensy bit more aware of my white guilt and that this token eases that guilt a little bit. I've stopped fooling myself about this while I recoil from physical contact because my first instinct is to avoid confrontation with potentially volatile persons and I automatically, irrationally assume that these people are transmitting disease simply by allowing me to drop coins into their hands without making any actual physical contact. I'll admit a slight amount of germophobia, but I do not believe I am acting out of blind fear. And as I do all these things, there are numerous sirens screaming past me and angry motorists honking their horns for prolonged periods, which only adds to the irritation and anxiety I feel as I try to peacefully make my way to my destinations in order to maintain my little life. I become weary and annoyed by the intrusion to my personal space, but I almost never afraid, and I do not believe that my actions are irrational, but that they are healthy defense mechanisms. I like to tell myself I have developed a spidey sense to alert me to the possibility of danger in situations I find myself feeling uncomfortable in, whether it is a sketchy-looking side street, I've gotten lost in unfamiliar surroundings, walked into a public space which seems to have a hostile atmosphere, or any place I sense real or imagined danger. These I have rationalized to some extent, so I tell myself they aren't irrational. This is all because I believe that I want to improve myself and the quality of my life, my Leben, as it were. And out of curiosity, I have been Googling phobias and have been attempting to find out which phobias are more common amongst the LGBT community and have not had much success in finding what gay people are irrationally fearful of, 
like spiders, clowns, roller coasters, heights, etc. The stereotypical notion of gay people being sissies who leap into the arms of companions when confronted with vermin, bats, snakes, etc. is still reinforced all the time. I've seen it on Modern Family. We shriek and run away to hide. More common depictions than I ever thought. It can be portrayed quite comically, yet this is quite offensive. And to state unequivocally, as it turns out, being an out gay person requires a substantial amount of bravery. And I'll talk about that too. Me, I suffer from vertigo, so I also correspondingly suffer from acrophobia. Just have a hard time dealing with tall escalators and can't look down from tall heights. Hard to explain to anyone who doesn't suffer from vertigo or acrophobia. It is not a conscious thing. I white-knuckle it, grasping the handrails and looking down onto the treads of escalators and not around, down, or to the periphery. I knew one person who was afraid of bananas, and when they spoke of it in conversation, the assembled group had to turn their heads, bite their lips, and stifle grins. We all got Freudian on that one. I actually do know several people who are afraid of clowns. I love clowns and do not suffer from that anxiety-causing experience. I don't like snakes. I don't like snakes. I have seen them through the safety of glass-walled enclosures and zoos, and that is fine. I just don't want to come across one in my personal life. Oh, and the strangest thing is that I know someone who had a side gig of snake hunting. He used to go to the South and hunt snakes that he and his cohorts would bring back to New York and sell to reptile collectors. The weird thing was his uncanny ability to spot a snake slithering on the front lawn of my parents' suburban house and grab it with lightning-fast agility. I never knew there were so many all over the place. I knew someone who didn't quite realize that he had arachnophobia. He would often find a way to wedge something about the dangers of spiders, which was almost always irrelevant to the conversation at hand, and seemed to think that this was a normal, routine discourse. People would cock their heads and look at each other and blink a few times, then go back to the proceedings. So, there are a lot of people who are afraid of clowns, bananas, balloons, spiders, snakes, and a host of others. I often wonder what gay people are particularly irrationally afraid of. What will gay people intentionally avoid, but poses no real-world threat? Or do LGBTQI people have the same fears as straight people? Hard to find much substantial information about that. We seem to be preoccupied with fears of more consequential threats to our lives. Instead of finding out what makes gay people irrationally fearful, I have, however, found an awful lot of information about not only homophobia, stress, and anxiety, but HOCD, which is a somewhat bizarre fear of being gay, where people who do not identify as gay are obsessed with the idea that they may be gay and engage in obsessive behavior as a reaction to that fear. I feel it is important to point out that George Weinberg, who lived from 1929 to 2017, was an American psychologist and author of several books. He coined the term homophobia in the 60s, and it first appeared in the press in 1969. With that in mind, an article by Dr. Elaine Ryan states that HOCD, which I just mentioned, stands for Homosexual Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, and it is characterized by having unwanted thoughts about your sexual orientation. These thoughts are known as obsessions. It can take the form of purely an obsessive thought, intrusive thought, which can include thoughts and urges relating to your sexual preference, but these are usually hidden compulsions. Compulsions are the things you do to make yourself feel better, to reassure yourself that you are not gay. This could be watching porn to make sure that you are straight, or looking at guys to see if you are attracted to them. People with HOCD constantly question their sexual preference and are troubled by thoughts that they might be gay. Before developing HOCD, you would not have given any thought to your sexual preference as it would have been a given. 
An important point to note is that it is not the content of the thoughts that are the problem, i.e. whether you are gay or not. The problem is what you do with the thoughts, the analysis, the checking, the need for certainty and reassurance is the problem. In other words, the compulsions. These are all characteristics of OCD and can be treated. If you have been heterosexual all your life, you will still be heterosexual. It just feels like you might be gay and not know it. Thank you, Dr. Ryan. To classify and stratify all of this in the clinical sense, from helpguide.org. A phobia is an intense fear of something that in reality poses little or no actual danger. Common phobias and fears include closed in spaces, heights, highway driving, flying insects, snakes, and needles. There are four general types of phobias and fears. Animal phobias, such as the fear of snakes, spiders, rodents, and dogs. Natural environment phobias, such as fear of heights, storms, water, and of the dark. Situational phobias, fears triggered by a specific situation, including the fear of enclosed spaces, claustrophobia, flying, driving, tunnels, and bridges. Blood injection, injury phobia, the fear of blood, injury, illness, needles, and or other medical procedures. Some phobias, however, don't fall into one of the four common categories. These include fear of choking, which I have to stop and say is disturbing to me in the sexual sense because I have never engaged in this as a part of sexual activity. It has no appeal to me personally, and this seems to have been widely inculcated into hetero and homosexual activity within the entire generations following mine, which I have only recently become aware of, along with the fear of getting a disease, <laughs> and again, this fear of clowns. Other common phobias that don't fit neatly into any of the four categories include social phobia, also called social anxiety disorder, is the fear of social situations where you may be embarrassed or judged. My friends all tell me they are judging me all the time to be biatches, so I get that one. If you have social phobia, you may be excessively self-conscious and afraid of humiliating yourself in front of others. Your anxiety over how you will look and what others will think may lead you to avoid certain social situations you'd otherwise enjoy. I know a few drag queens who have either successfully overcome that fear or never felt it. Fear of public speaking. An extremely common phobia is a type of social phobia. Other fears associated with social phobia include fear of eating or drinking in public, not me, talking to strangers, taking exams, mingling at a party, or being called on in class. Agoraphobia was traditionally thought to involve a fear of public places and open spaces, but is now believed to develop as a complication of panic attacks. That's interesting. There is also a lot of research information about stress and anxiety among gay people, especially elder gays. Quite legitimate concerns about violence, especially towards trans people. I am a gay male who has been bashed twice, yet I don't expect violence to be a part of my day-to-day -day life. A lot of trans people, however, have a very difficult time indeed. Their fears are justified as far as I am concerned. A very common fear among gay people is to be discriminated against in the workplace. From CBS News, about 4 in 10 LGBTQ workers say they aren't fully out at work, according to a new study from Jobs website Glassdoor. Half of those surveyed said they feared being out would hurt their career prospects from getting passed over for a promotion to even losing their jobs. More than 5 in 10 LGBTQ workers said they had experienced or witnessed anti-LGBT comments from co-workers. As someone who had worked in the food service industry for many years, I experienced what I refer to as primitive, overtly hostile dispositions towards gay people, even though the front of the house, and stereotypically, myself included, pastry chef positions have traditionally employed a high percentage of gay people. Back to the CBS News Post.
One of the most rapid social shifts in recent decades is the acceptance of LGBTQ people, from gay marriage to television shows featuring transgender and gay characters. But LGBTQ workers say they're not always feeling love in their workplaces. So to reiterate, slightly more than four in 10 LGBTQ workers say they aren't fully out at work, according to a new survey from employment site Glassdoor, which undertook the survey in advance of Pride Month in June. The reasons for worker reluctance may boil down to fears about bias and discrimination, with about half of those surveyed saying they believe being out in the workplace could hurt their careers. The findings underscore the fears and concerns many LGBTQ people continue to feel in the workplace, especially at a time when some state lawmakers are sponsoring bills that would limit the rights of LGBTQ people, such as a rash of bathroom bills sponsored during the past few years aimed at transgender people. That sucks. There are also the issues of stress and anxiety in the LGBT community. In Therapeutic Issues with Gay and Lesbian Elders, written by Graham McDougall, a PhD from Case Western University, McDougall compiled what is now a somewhat dated study and reported quite a bit of salient information regarding aging gay people. Being old and being gay may seem like an overwhelming task to accomplish, since aging has a share of emotional challenges and concerns. In 1982, an estimated 3.5 million homosexual men and women over the age of 60, were living in the United States. A more conservative estimate of 1.75 million was given in 1984. Loss is and was the predominant theme of aging in all older adults who experience many losses, which often occur simultaneously. That is, death of spouse and friends, retirement, change in social status and loss of status, loss of income or drastic reductions in income, decline in physical health, and impending death. Emotional responses experienced by older people such as anxiety, depression, grief and mourning, guilt, helplessness, loneliness are universal, which means that homosexuals as well as heterosexuals will experience similar emotions in old age. In general, the mental health needs of the older homosexual are similar to the needs of the elder heterosexual. There are differences, however, in the way both groups have learned to cope with the stresses of life. To be old and gay demands adaptation that most people have never had to experience with life. In-depth interviews with 100 older lesbians and gay men documented their many strengths. These strengths include learning at an early age to fend for themselves, cultivating several non-career interests, preserving friendships outside a lover relationship, increasing their personal autonomy, and adjusting easier to old age, since homosexuality means one has to live with a stigmatized identity throughout life. I would imagine more so in rural areas and other countries where attitudes are less accepting and tolerant about everybody who is not as conformist as the more urban conformists like the ones I am surrounded by. As a result of the learned coping strategies, elder homosexuals may be better prepared for old age and adapt easier to old age than elderly heterosexuals. In the same study from 1977 to 1982, there were numerous references related to myths and stereotypes of aging homosexuals and women. Older gays brought with them the following historical factors. These individuals grew up during a time of concealment during the 30s before the sexual revolution. The gay liberation movement did not occur until 1970. These men and women had to be secretive to survive. In fact, gay bars did not even appear until after World War II. A primary difference between older gays and younger gays was, is the bar scene. Older gays did not go to or do not frequent the gay bars. They tended and tend to have more parties with private circles of friends. Again, this is a dated study, yet important. Older gays were are at a strong risk of experiencing anxiety and stress related to illness and death. Both anxiety and stress have been implicated in the disease process of asthma, hypertension, and ulcers. 
Older gays and lesbians experience all the same stressors in life, plus issues such as concealment of their sexuality, loss of support from family, and homophobia. The conclusion was, the paper evaluated the mental health concerns of older gays and lesbians, and many of the myths concerning older homosexuals have been dispelled through research. The therapeutic issues affecting older gays were, are, anxiety, bereavement, homophobia, homosexual dissatisfaction, intimacy, and sexuality. The good news is, older homosexuals have strengths and weaknesses, just as all other people. However, they have additional coping strategies which allow them to enter old age at an advantage. So, in conclusion, it is somewhat silly on my or anyone else's part to assume that LGBT people have a distinct set of irrational fears when we have so much to cope with in the first place. Being out is an act of bravery. Being out at work is something I found liberating, and I became something of a beacon or a magnet to those who were inching their way out of the closet. Several friends came out to me in the course of their careers and never looked back. Others flopped in and out of the closet but never took a definitive stand. As I have maintained for a very long time, you are who you are in your own time, unless you go around hurting other people. Then all bets are off. And something to recognize and admire is that getting old as a gay person is a feat of physical and mental strength. Let's hope we all reach the finish line together. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out. Peace out.